Hi, you're listening to Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast. Two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Okay, Shaz, it's that time again. And we did a bit of a bigger introduction last month. So this month, we'll remind our listeners who we are. I'll kick off by introducing you, Shaz. So Sharon Halliday, an author, columnist, Reiki practitioner, angel intuitive, copywriter, speaker and mother to Leo 9 and Ava 6. Sharon's passion is to help other mums and parents create something that resembles a work-life balance. She says that her daily mission is not to, is to not allow the to-do list to overshadow precious moments. Her book, Messages from the Heart, 39 Answers to Your Life Questions, is based on her advice column, Ask Sharon, and answers questions about health, well-being, relationships, money, work and happiness. Thanks, Chris. My co-host is Chris Evans, who is a wife and mum to two gorgeous girls, Anna Seven and Kate Four. In 2015, Chris founded Mummy Jobs Australia to deliver services and products to support mums in gaining career confidence and advancement, regardless of whether they were returning to work for the first time or transitioning between jobs. Chris runs an incredible Facebook support group for mums and partners with employers Australia-wide who want to be actively part of the changing landscape and culture for women in the workplace. Chris, I'm always in awe of the amazing work you do uh, in terms of helping mums return to work, and I am sure you'd agree there's more to be done. Um, We probably need to clone you. (laughs) Thanks, Shaz. Yeah, look, you know, even in 2019, there's still, unfortunately, the stigma attached to mums returning to work. And despite studies that say a working mum is probably the most efficient employee you'll have because, you know, she gets in, gets her work done so she can get home and be with her family... But it's changing and there are no, uh, I guess, now more workplaces who are more flexible because they're appreciative and uh, value the work that mums do. And so they should, hey. But um, look, Chris, before we dive headfirst into our mental overload, pun intended, we need to bring our listeners up to speed with the antics that we've been up to, most notably our very special front row experience with the one and only social media superstar, Mr. Kerwin Ray. Shout out to Kerwin if he happens to find his way into our podcast. For a sec, I thought you were going to say uh, our antics after the event when you woke up a bit dusty the next day. Oh, hey. Um, look, I came up with some of the best words I've ever written after those uh, few wines with you, but the only trouble is I can't read my own handwriting and it's covered in wine stains. <laughs> Such a good night, though. But yes, Shaz, when it comes to social media, marketing and business, it's hard to find anyone who compares with Kerwin. Now, you're a Kerwin virgin. Uh, sorry, excuse me? <laughs> what? Well, you didn't know what to expect, right? But I'd be fo- I've been following him for a while. But what really struck me on the night was seeing him for the first time in person, just how genuine, authentic this guy is. And I've been to a lot of these types of seminars and you learn how the format works with the upsell at the end. But, but the way he interacted and his audience, uh, with his audience, um, you know, told his story, which is incredible, and how he grows businesses, it was really inspirational and it really left a huge impression on me. Yeah, it certainly did. I saw that firsthand and I'm sure you won't mind me telling our listeners how you were a bit emotional, actually. I was surprised when it came to meet him in person. Um, I think he must have struck a few chords with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'd come, I was, I was almost on the verge of tears, really. I'd come into the growth, um, some, Fast Growth Summit knowing or, or thinking, um, you know, if, if not now, when? 
when do I get on with doing the things that are important to me? Of course, I love my family, but I have aspirations. I have things I want to do with my business. And sometimes, often, life gets in the way. Kevin has this knack because of his story and, and near-death experiences. It's got a way of getting people fired up about their lives. And, you know, I suppose I needed that. And that's what I was looking for. Yeah, he certainly does have a way of getting us fired up. Um, and I mean, look, that's so powerful to admit that, Chris. It's it's not easy to admit when we're vulnerable. And um, I'm sure that what you're saying resonates with lots of mums out there. And it certainly ties in with our topic of mental overload, which we'll, we'll go into more in a minute. But, you know, when our head is so full, our schedules are so full, how do we make time and space for the things that matter? And mm. I mean, while I'd love to lighten the mood right now and tell our listeners the R-rated joke that I cracked midway through Kerwin's presentation, which by the way, he said he was impressive. Um, you know, we, maybe we should tell people a little bit more uh, about Kerwin for those who have been living under a rock and not really know who he is. Um, you can take it away because you, you know a bit more about him and you've been following him for longer than I have. Yeah, look, you know, Kerwin Ray, he's, um, he's Australia's leading business strategist and high-performance specialist who has helped over 100,000 businesses in 154 different industries across 11 countries worldwide. He's revolutionary um, unorthodox and noble approach to business growth and personal trans transformation is is phenomenal and what i was most shocked about was how much insight and information this guy gives away um i think that is a sign of a true master and as it says on his um a facebook page at his events Kerwin offers entrepreneurs and growth seekers a, a comprehensive blueprint for success designed to accelerate results yeah and having nearly um, failed every subject in school, battled addiction and encountered six near-death experiences, including a stroke which nearly killed him. Kerwin's ability to conquer the odds is second to none. Yeah, he's certainly an incredible human and I think people out there will get the picture that, you know, Chris and I were, were pretty pumped up to even be sharing the atmosphere with him. And grateful. Yeah, yeah, grateful is a good word. Like grateful to get an opportunity to hear him, uh, to learn from him, to engage with him. And um, we highly recommend his events. It was uh, like, and, and a great price, you know, $47 ticket and um, got so much out of it. So that was our little exciting moment from last week. Um, something else I've got to mention before we move on, because as we were preparing for Kerwin's event, he sent out an email. Um, and one of the things he launched into was his favorite life lesson quotes, which is this too shall pass. Mm. He says, and I quote, it's a guiding reminder that everything in this human experience is transient. There's an upside and a downside to everything. Every experience you have in your life happens by virtue to serve you. The real question here is, are you conscious enough to be aware of the service that is being given? What you're being given in the moment is exactly what you've asked for to get you to where you ultimately want to go. Have faith because this too shall pass, unquote. So good. I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, well, I had to mention it because, as you know, Chris, I do love a good serendipity moment. And, and mm. because he mentioned that phrase, this too shall pass, um, that was what we talked about in our very first podcast about dealing with sick kids. You know, and while we're on that, I just want to clarify something. Towards the end of that podcast, I was empathizing with mums, single mm. dads, stay-at-home dads, those who carry the brunt of the burden of caring for sick kids. And in making my point, I mentioned that, you know, I could count on one hand the amount of times hubby had taken care of the kids. And what I meant was I could count on one hand the amount of times he had taken care of the kids when they've been sick. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was referring to whole days at a time when they'd been sick, not just in general, because you know, um, my, the point that I was making was that mums are the go-to for this mm -hmm. as the dads are often working. 
But as we know, lots of mums juggle work and family too. And they have to get time off work and care for the kids um, when they're sick. And we, we just want to acknowledge how challenging that can be. Yeah, look, that's cool, Shaz. And I think people knew what you meant, you know. Um, but I respect that you want to acknowledge Steve's contribution. And that's important. And as you say, we were recognising the mum's role and how much they sacrifice. Our goal for the last podcast was to share our experiences, but also we hope that mums were given uh, a range of practical solutions and ideas on how to make that time caring for sick kids less stressful. You know, I was talking with a friend not long after we recorded the podcast, shout out to Katie, and I actually, you know, offered to mind her three-year-old son so she could take her little daughter, um, five-month-old, to hospital having a few breathing difficulties and always a scary moment. And Katie was sleep deprived and looking after a baby, trying not to worry. But the reality is that that's a stressful time for any parent to have to deal with. And thank goodness little one got some um, antibiotics and fluids and got better pretty quickly. But it wasn't an easy time um, for her. And she's someone who's got a fantastic mental attitude already. You know, she's all, all over it. I can't imagine what it's like for people who are easily stressed or don't have help from family or friends. And, you know, so clearly that was a big issue. But, we, hey, you know, we're going to get on with podcast number two and talk about people uh, or, or to our people and to our viewers, our audience, um, about mental load and how to lighten it uh, because that is also a big one for most mums. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think... You know, if we're going to look at this topic, we better really like tell people what we mean by it. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily mean get out the old Macquarie Dictionary and get a definition, but what are we referring to when we say mental overload? Is it just as it sounds that our brains can't take much more when we go into this automatic pilot stage? Like how, how do you interpret it, Chris? Is it, and how does it affect you? Look, when there's so much going on in your space, in your world, for me, that's, that's what it is for me. And, and not having the capacity to take on any more. Um, for me, it's like there's all these balloons that have been blown up and they're all floating in the air and some are dropping and I'm tapping them up. Another one's dropping and some burst as well. Um, and so that, that's a big challenge, trying to keep all those balloons up. And, you know, a, a good example of uh, when mental overload affected me was actually nearly, I, I, I nearly crashed. I did actually kind of crash. I had a micro sleep. I was coming back from Sydney one night, too much going on. And I was, I got lost coming out of Sydney, trying to get back to Canberra. Anyway, hit a white light reflector and spun around, backed into the medium strip. No joke, like four seconds later, if that two massive semis went past in front of me, I was like, oh my God. Chris. That's crazy, man. That's a sliding door moment, right? Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Right there. Adrenaline, back on the road, got home, amazing. But, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse, but it was a wake-up call. Yeah, well, you know, my, my example's not that as serious as yours, and I'm glad that nothing uh, bad came of that. But, yeah, that, those wake-up calls are um, something we've really got to pay attention to. Um, my little freak-out recently was when I mixed up some words to my favourite Guns N' Roses song, and I thought, <laughs> no way, it's too early for dementia. Um, but I soon realised it was because I'd had so much going on that week mentally and it was my brain's way of shouting at me enough like to me that was the classic mental overload when your brain's in overwhelm and you just can't think straight mm. um you know i suppose the other times i recognize it is when i have to like tell myself to just put one foot in front of the other and i i have to sort of have this dialogue with myself and say okay you've got to get dinner then you've got to get help do the kids routine and get them to bed mm. readers 
everything. Thank goodness Steve helped out with bath and readers and stuff like that. Um, spend a bit of time with them, get them to bed. Oh, and that's when, you know, um, I might've been up since five thirty or six that morning, like most mums and yeah. at about nine 30, I'm sitting down in my office to try and do a bit more work. And my brain is just saying like too much, like no time, for, time for bed, buddy, you know? I think so much of what we do is is physical that we don't really recognise or understand fully how mental overload can be just as draining, if not more so, than the physical. And when and we see these uh, very tangible results from doing too much physically, we get tired, feel drained, might get sick. But when it's mental, we don't actually see the results or make the connection. I think that's actually a pretty big um, thing because it's this unseen feeling. It kind of creeps up on you. I know that's what happens to me. And I, and I say yes to too many things when really I mean no. And in the moment, taking on that extra, whatever it is, can feel altruistic. You, you know, you're thinking about the greater good or the family or the well-being of others. Hmm. And unfortunately, it can come at your own expense. You know, that's a big one for me. Absolutely. And, you know, Kerwin touched on this, which uh, I know you mentioned to me that night, how we start to make silly decisions when our brains just can't filter any more stuff out. Yeah, well, look, we won't go into the science uh, with our listeners in, in this podcast because, um, you know, it is so much out there on that. Um, but let's just say mental overload has a lot to do with your adrenals and cortisol floods your body when you go into this fight or flight. Now, while mums might not recognize that they're in some form of fight or flight, they are often spending more time than they realize in mental overload and stress. And it has a very similar effect on the body. Um, Dr. Libby Weaver is great. She talks about this in her Rushing Woman Syndrome book, highly recommend it. And, you know, funnily enough, she, I was doing a little bit of uh, research on her and she's, she's got this other book out now called The Visible load, mm. a guide to overcoming stress and overwhelm. So, you know, you can see how big a topic this is. Um, I, I recommend to uh, our listeners out there to go and find out more information on it if it's something that will help them. But the problem is we can't see what's happening beneath the surface and that might be a reason why we ignore it. Or maybe we just don't recognise the signs. I mean, what you talked about, Chris, before the, the, the near accident, I mean, do you, can you see now looking back that there was um, maybe some red flags that you ignored leading up to it? I don't know. Yeah, certainly. I mean, for, for me now, the, the red flags appear in the form of questions. And, you know, when I find myself starting to question the busyness or if I drop the ball on a school thing or a project, I say, hang on a sec, I need to stop, take a step back and sort out what's important and what's not. And that's not always easy. Um, no. you know, because I've always been the kind of person who soldiers on, doesn't stop, tell yourself, get through it and you'll get to the other side and do whatever it takes. But, you know, this is a moment and, and there've been many since because sometimes we need to learn lessons again, um, because we forget and we need to be reminded. So, you know, what I've learned is that I'm far more self-aware through all my personal development that I spot when I need to back off or say no. Um, you know, like yesterday, a quick example, when I was work, meant to be working from, obviously I'm working from home, running my business. I was in a kid-free time frame, and my mum calls me quickly, says, hey, do you want to come have coffee with your cousin? And I'm like, oh, the spur of the moment, didn't know they were in town. I'm, I can't do that. I, I need to honour my time here and do what I need to do when I haven't got my kids here with me. Um, and that was all cool, you know, but I had to say no in that moment. Um and, and so while it sounds counterproductive to fight the mental load or the mental overload with a mentally based solution, like in my case, you know, where I start question to question things, there are certainly actions you can do to alleviate the mental stress. And 
a lot of it comes down to, I believe, the perspective and reframing the problem. So, Shaz, what does it mean to gain perspective and how do we do it? Well, you might have read something in my um, book about that, Messages from the Heart. You know, when I was asked, Sharon, for the area news, I had a great question come in uh, from Leslie and she asked, my life uh, feels like one drama after another. Any advice? You know, and I that's back when I was doing some card readings to try and guide my answers. But I drew the trust card and in, the gist of it was that there are always going to be times in our life, um, you know, where we face challenges. And if we can look with the beauty of hindsight and see how it unfolded and how we got through it, then you can try to apply that to your current situations and you get this sense of self-belief that you will also get through whatever it is you're going through. You know, you'll live to see another day. You know, I'm sure we've all had moments where what seemed like a major disturbance or drama at the time actually became manageable. You know, we might even be able to go one step further and acknowledge that this was a time in our life that we underwent the most learning and growth. Some things can be a blessing in disguise in that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, that um, that's actually really, really useful. And it reminds me of how this idea of perspective was cemented by my trip to Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within. And he talks so much about how we respond to situations that we, we can actually choose how we respond. And, and that all has yeah. that flow onto the cortisol effect as well. Well, that's a biggie for me. Like it's something I'm constantly working on, but you know, um, it, it's not easy to flick that switch and get that gain that perspective. But in my opinion, uh, you know, it gives you an enormous sense of confidence that you can tackle whatever has come your way. You can choose um, how you handle it. Going back to that advice I gave Leslie, I mentioned in my answer to her problem about having this life full of dramas that because I'd written a blog about attitude and I suggested to her that. To prevent feeling out of control in our lives is to, and my quote was, demountainize our molehills. Mm. So this is where the perspective comes in. You know, I want to suggest that, like it can seem difficult at the time, but with practice it gets easier to deal with things as they arise in a more calm and positive manner when we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. I mean, we're, as humans, we are so good at scaring ourselves silly with negative possibilities and they don't even eventuate. There's these phantom um, concepts or scenarios that don't even come true. You've, you've really got to throw that what-if game and that worst-case scenario stuff out the window. It just has no purpose. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, and like, like Robin says, success leaves clues. So draw on what's successful. And, you know, I, I try not to get too far ahead of myself when things happen. I think I like to think mostly I keep a clear head, but occasionally my mind runs away with me. Um, and like if something happens with kids at school and I've got to rein it back in and have a little pep talk with myself and stay cool, get all the facts first. You know, I've learned to uh, let, it, let go of a lot of things. And I mean, when I first became a mum, I was so worried about everything and anything that could possibly happen to my child. And after all this personal development work that I've done over the past three to four years, I, I realised I was living in a scarcity mindset that was not serving me uh, and, if anything, a detriment to my kids. And it's funny, my kids have taught me a lot in this regard and how to let go, um, and they still do. You know, we're not all perfect. I've still got to work on it. I now um, work to push them to be better versions and be the best version of themselves in between the meltdown moments uh, and let's face it, they all happen for all of us. You know, I'm not here being the shiny, shiny object, but you know, my girls have recently been watching Ninja Warrior and, and then now addicted to it. And they've asked to do, um, if they could do it, I said, absolutely. 
And so we're planning to set up our own mini course to practice on and, you know, showing them that anything's possible, even the mega wall. That's so good. I love it. I mean, uh, that's something that I really admire about you and the kids and you, you shine a light on their strengths. And I think that's um, what any good parent does or aspires to do, you know, focus on where the, the kids' strengths and passions are and capitalising on those. I mean, it's it can be challenging to focus on this when there is that mental load of school and work and social and marriage and, and self-care. With, it, with That's a whole other podcast we've got planned. That's a mm. massive topic. Um, so, you know, Chris, you work with mums on the career front. Uh, bring it back to them. What do you think are their biggest struggles mentally when it comes to managing this, you know, idea of work at home? And do you really think mums can achieve the perfect balance? Well, balance is that magical word that I think we've all been searching for. But I think the truth is that mums need to find a flow in their week uh, and what their ideal week looks like, not always what others looks like. You know, the ones I work with are often low on confidence. They're burnt out in a, you know, one or more areas of their life and mostly not fulfilled in their job. Um, as I say always, full fulfilment is critical. Um, you know, how long can you drag yourself out of bed to a job that is sucking the life out of you? Not long. And, you know, that's when things start to give and the mental load becomes heavier. The impact on your family is highlighted and many mums hit rock bottom. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. I've sort of been having chats with friends lately and this topic just keeps coming up time and again. Um, and and I'm, what I'm finding is they actually don't know what to do or the next step to take to sort of get off this hamster's wheel life. And, you know, maybe in what we're doing here, we're sharing some strategies with our audience. That's, that's the goal. And if you're feeling that the weight of mental load, maybe some of these things that we talk about can be helpful. Um, I know you do some things, Chris, that help you lighten the the load yeah look there's a few things um firstly the biggest thing for me has been becoming much more self-aware knowing when i'm in too deep and knowing if i've taken on too much and some days can just get busy and there are often random spanners thrown into the works like a meltdown over clothes or shoes and socks or forgetting they had tennis or a friend needs me or someone's got hurt and i mean there are things that just pop up and i stop and think do i need to do this is it critical right now um, you know, like, for example, I lost my wallet the other week and went to buy dinner at the shops and I had no money, obviously, because I did the school pick up, got to the shops, realised the wallet wasn't there. And I was frustrated and the girls knew that there was a problem. But, but really, what could I do? And I backtraced my steps and I still couldn't find anything. And so instead, we went home, saw what was in the cupboard for dinner and we created a beautiful little dinner and uh, a great meal. But I mean, the thing my mental load that day was pretty high actually. And for the life of me, I couldn't even bring my, my brain to visualize where I'd left my wallet or I thought that I actually hadn't left it in the cafe where I was. Short answer is I went back the next day to the cafe. They had it. I had left it there. Woo-hoo. But it was the, the spanner yeah, throwing. I, I had to manage some way, but you know, that mental overload meant I couldn't even think where my, my wallet was. Well, that's, that's a pretty key indicator right there, isn't it? That mental overload where you just, you can't think clearly. And, um, you know, for me, it's really important when that happens to work out and identify what I have to say no to. Um, like I had a play date lined up the other day and I had a, so many mean things that needed to be done. And the kids had had, I recognized a really long day at school and they, they needed to have some chill out time. And I, I just knew I couldn't push them. So I actually called my friend and said, look, can we just reschedule? I told her the truth. And it was funny because she was actually going to call me. She'd had a very similar day. And um, so 
you know, we just, I'm so glad I acted on that intuition because the alternative would be to go through it and maybe we'd all end up in tears. So, you know, that's not fun. Yes, this, you know, I often happen, um, have this happen as well. And I mean, I think we get so focused on making right for everybody that we forget to realise um, uh, that others are possibly going through the same thing as us. You know, I was reading a post the other day on Facebook where mum had felt like she'd already done a day's work and hadn't even make it, made it to school drop-off yet, let alone her actual place of work. Um, you know, I could totally relate to her. And I think often when we share our challenges, it helps everyone. I used to think I had to be a certain way to parent, you know, I had to hide things and to be mum and do certain things, live up to certain expectations and even some of my friends. Thankfully, a lot has changed for me. Yeah, look, I can totally relate to that story about, um, you know, getting to work and feeling like you've already done a day's work. It's, it's insane what, you, what mums get done in the morning. I'm absolutely in awe of all of us. Um, but look, you know, based on everything that we've been talking about today, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm, I'm going to go boldly where no man or woman has gone before. And I want to suggest that while there's responsibilities that mums have, which they can't avoid, and these can have an effect on mental overload. I'm thinking of things like, you know, who wants to just front up every night again and keep cooking dinners and, and stack the dishwasher and do all the laundry and all the housework stuff. You know, you get my gist. Everyone knows what's involved there. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's a lot. And what I've recently discovered is that when I'm attempting to balance my must-dos with the things that are important to me, uh, instead of it adding to the mental load like you might think it would, it's actually serving as a counterbalance. And so mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. This just happened today. Um, you know, like Chris, you know, we've had plenty of tasks to do in preparation for this podcast Yeah, and there's a bit of work involved, right? But when I ran into my bestie this morning, shout out to Janelle and um, I told her about the podcast. Sorry, I let the cat out of the bag early. She, she responded with, you can hear the excitement in your voice. Like she could, she told me this enthusiasm was like oozing out of me. And in that moment, it just hit me like that when you're doing things that hit on your purpose or passions, we get enthusiastic, we get invigorated, we even feel revitalized. I'm, I'm drinking my revitalized tea now. But <laughs> when we, when we, <laughs> when we honor those things, even if there's a work element to them, it counterbalances the mental overload. And so if we take that one step further, you know, I put it to the listeners that, and this is for you and me too, Chris, that it, is it possible that a lot of our mental overload is being fueled by doing too much for others simply doing too much or maybe the, those wrong things um, that doesn't and not enough of those things that spark our purpose and passion. Well, Shaz, that is pretty bold, you know, because I know what some mums out there would be thinking, how do I make time and space for the things that make my heart sing when I can't possibly conceive how I could do anything or take anything else on? And yet you're saying if we do more of those meaningful purpose-driven tasks, not only will the mental load be lessened, but that will feel more energised. I like it. Yeah, look, and I agree. I suppose I'm really mindful of um, not suggesting to mums to take on more. That's not what this is about. But, you know, I think you can see where we're going. This like We're talking about mums doing less overall, but more of the things that enrich their lives, not just because they're things they tick off their daily to-do list, you know, and mums flop into bed at night and have to do it all again the next day. It's this Groundhog Day effect. I'm, I'm a big fan of out with the old and in with the new. And so, you know, you need to look at your schedule and drop off some of that baggage as part of this process. Um, it's about making room for more of these purposeful activities. But I really want to encourage mums to take a few moments and look at what 
you know, what are the things that, that, that are meaningful to them and, yeah. and what they're not doing. And mm. it doesn't have to be changing the world stuff. Like it could be that a mum is just um, missing having that time to herself where she sits with the cup of tea and a good book uninterrupted. I mean, that is seriously not too much to ask. Yeah. But I would argue there's so many mums out there who are not honouring those basic things that give them their spark. And look, I'm guilty as charged for that at, at times myself. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm hearing you and it's it's about doing more of the right things. Well, I think, you know, it, it, that's the biggest thing, you know, doing the right things, the stuff that is most important to you, um, that does make your heart heart sing. Um, you know, look, I think we've covered a lot of ground today, Shaz, and we've given our audience some food for thought. So to wrap up this month's podcast, we're going to set our listeners and ourselves a challenge. Thinking about your schedule, what can you delete, delegate, or don't do. We'll call it the triple D's. Triple D's. That sounds like a like a really hectic brass size or something. Maybe something out of Total Recall. <laughs> sorry. Go on, Shaz. <laughs> but this is meant to be sorry. a challenge we take seriously. Um, but how much better would you feel if you could delete, delegate, or simply don't do something on your list? Well, look, yeah, I have to admit that would give me a lot of breathing space. That's for sure. And I mean, I actually might struggle with this challenge myself, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, you know, um, maybe we can say for the next month, you just pick one and you work on that. But if you're noticing it makes a big difference, then, you know, there's some people out there that might want to try doing a couple, you know, Scorpio and Virgo people. <laughs> good, good suggestion. Yeah. Don't limit yourself, you know, and the aim is to complete one. And keep going because, you know, I'm sure we've all got things on our list that simply don't need to be there. And it's just putting ourselves under extra stress and undue pressure. So just to recap today's podcast, we're encouraging you that when you feel overloaded and overburdened, that you catch it as quick as you can. So prevention is a key message. Then it's about looking at our responsibilities with perspective. Are we convincing ourselves something is more important than it really is? which puts us under unnecessary pressure. You know, are we finding that we get ahead of ourselves and live too much in the future? Then there's the purpose, where if we're not incorporating enough meaningful activities into our schedule, this can actually add to the mental overload. And on the flip side, when we do add purpose and passion to our lives, it lightens the mental load and gives us energy and enthusiasm. Or as you said, Shaz, spark. So it's the three Ps, prevention, perspective and purpose that should help you remember what to do next time you find yourself heading for a mental overload so the triple p's we had triple d's and now we've got triple p's that's enough out of you shaz you and your <laughs> alliteration you love it don't you i do <laughs> but it's, it's time thing. to go guys you know and thank you to all our listeners out there who are continuing to support us and you know, we hope you find value and trust you do find value in what we're delivering you, uh, deliver to you in these podcasts. Share, love and like if you find that it will impact somebody else's life. It's really important. Spread the love. You've been listening to Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast, two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. We'll catch you next month. And until then, be kind to yourself, mums, and lighten that load. Bye. Bye.